Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 7, episode... 13, unlucky for some. With me tonight is George. Hello, Sean. Hello, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my bed. You're in your bed. It's half six. Um, And John. Hello. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my loft and I'm all good. Yeah. And, and we've got no Nigel tonight, so he's not in my shed. He's actually in Bonnie, Scotland. But don't worry, all Nigel fans... I did do a little interview, so you will be able to catch up with him live or pre-recorded from Scotland later. And let's face it, there's more Nigel fans than the rest of us, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, he's he's actually getting a little celebrity. He does um, people going, oh, you're, you're Nigel Khan from more than just a podcast a few a few times, apparently, yeah, around famous. the London Stadium. Famous man. Anyway, that's our welcome and hellos out of the way. So let's move on. We've got two games to discuss. We played at Wembley. Did you know that? We did. We did. And we knew that. So, I know uh, John couldn't be bothered to go. And George <laughs> had an important meeting. I hope it was really worth it, George, because you missed a magical night. Um, but let's start with John, because I hope you did watch it on the box, at least, if you couldn't be bothered to come along. I did watch it on the box, at least. And it wasn't... <laughs> it's fair enough. I just didn't want to try and get out of... Wembley on a Wednesday night. I just thought oh, it wasn't bad, by the way. Um, because you stayed behind, though, and did you not we stay, did stay behind? And, yeah. We did, we did, but not that long. Probably about ten minutes to just to watch, you know, the team come over, and, yeah. and then we met at the Bobby Moore statue, and, and we we're at the back end of all the crowds going back onto the Jubilee line, and, and got straight on basically. Well, because I'm, I'm because a... it was also half empty, wasn't it? It yeah, is. probably d- did help. I don't know what the uh, official attendance was. In fact, I'm going to look that up. Um, but I guess it was around 40,000. Uh, I guess it's my natural pessimistic point of view that I just couldn't, didn't fancy it. But obviously, uh, 
jumping around after it, the final whistle went, wishing I was there. So, you know, yeah. you can't have it all, can you? <laughs> Do you know what? I felt exactly the same way at half-time, John. Why are we here? <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's funny how it changes, isn't it? Oh, no, absolutely. But, yeah, it was incredible, wasn't it? The first half, we were just non-existent. It just looked like everyone had given up the ghost. And it just it, unbelievable how it changed, wasn't it? And I, what, I, what did he I say? What really did he well. say at half-time, then? <clears throat> I don't know. I haven't read that. There has been some talk of what he was said and whatever at half-time, but I'm not even sure it was that. I think they just... I, I wouldn't be surprised if Noble tore into them a bit. But mm. I think they just had given such a poor account of themselves and sort of just needed a realisation. They were playing at Wembley in this cup game and, you know, don't leave any of it behind, you know, leave it all out there. So they did come I out. I saw a stat saying it was, uh, we've never lost a competitive game at Wembley. Um, we we lost the the charity shield, but that's not counted apparently as a friendly and not competitive. So um, we've got a hundred percent record at Wembley. When did we play the charity shield then? Oh, long time ago. It'll be the year we won the FA Cup, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, George. So yes, though so that from my point of view, from watching it on the telly, it was. Unbelievable, and yeah, I wish I. Did we, you also did we not lose? Did we not cool. lose a cup final? Yeah, but that was at the Millennium. No, I'm thinking, like sixties. Did we not? Uh, we lost in. Uh, well, we did. They sorry. The stat was we haven't lost since 1923. We lost the first final, didn't we? We yeah, lost no, the. What I'm thinking of. The, the, we lost the League Cup final. Was that a Wembley? Was it let, me, let me let me let me. No, I think that that we drew that and we lost it on the replay, didn't we? Oh yes, yeah, that's right. You're right. So, so um, John, tell us yes. about um, the goals. Um, were you jumping around the room as as? Um, well, when the first one you... went in, I wasn't. I was like, oh, that's like, consolation goal. Yeah, put the cat amongst the pigeons, didn't it? That was a good hit by Fernandez, and. Um, yeah, it was, he followed it in and that was it. But I mean, obviously the second one went in and it was, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute? Hold on a minute, this could be on. And then when the third one went in, it was just kind of ridiculous, wasn't it? Well, that's that's when we all got covered in piss, of course, which we thought was beer at the time, or cider. But we now know, no, I don't know. It did smell like... Um, beer actually that we got covered in yeah um, i would imagine were, were you close to the away fans then yeah not far away <laughs> not far away um probably not on one side on our left side uh rather than the right side um but probably not far away <laughs> to get that that bloke's um yeah i don't think that, that if you look piece. at how that bloke was whatever he was doing it it wasn't likely to be him no no so but yeah we there, there were chairs broken people that were two rows behind us were like surfing down the crowd like four rows in front it was it was pretty much mayhem but uh great mayhem a few bruised ribs and stuff like that but well i, I hate it when we sing two nil when you get up sort of thing you know i hate that song the way it comes seemed to be premature and i could hear that being sung and i'm like oh no i don't start singing that song yet but as it turned out they were right 
So yeah, it was a great watch. Second half, anyway. George. Now you had a ticket. Let's tell the story, George. You had a ticket which you sold to your mate Kev, who, mm-hmm. who, who was standing next to me. I sent you a picture of me and him, and he was going, "This better be important meeting that he's gone to. I want to see the minutes." Um, you must have been gutted when when it ended three two. I was. I can't lie. I was. Um, and you said, "Was my meeting worth it?" Well, no, it wasn't really. I'd much rather have been at Wembley the night before, but you know. It was for work, so I couldn't miss it. But um, I was gutted. I was feeling very smug at half time. <laughs> but it came back to bite me. And uh, yeah, I, I felt. I, I was obviously elated that we won, but there was a little bit of me that was. A bit, I wasn't there. Yeah. A bit upset that I wasn't there. What was your. Anything to add about the game? I mean, it all came together in those few minutes, didn't it? What was it? 70s. Yeah, I, th- um, I think I think we just got to single out the good performers. I think obviously IU with the two goals done very well. I thought Lanzini was very very good second half. I think he was the main sort of man who turned it round for us. I think his little assist for the second for the equaliser was was I know if if Messi or Ronaldo would have done that little flick there, I think everyone would be putting it on Twitter and saying how amazing it was. So just want to give out a, sh- a shout out to my main man Manu. Yeah, and he well, he made um, um, nine changes. Yeah, he did, didn't he? he so did. it was a bit of a, 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 in some ways, a B team. It was. I mean, what's his name? It was good, wasn't he, Adrian? Yeah, again, he had a really good game, didn't he? He had that one dodgy moment at the end, towards the end, that I think he pushed it away when he when he could have kept hold of it. But mm-hmm. I think overall, he done himself a world of good. I was I was surprised to see Joe Hart back in the team on um, Saturday, but then again he proved that he should have been there as well. I thought he had a really good game on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and you saw you saw the story about the bloke who had a heart attack just outside. We we didn't see it, but we heard about it and um, uh, was given CPR um, by another West Ham fan who saved his life. Didn't see that. No, I didn't. Um, West Ham fan. Um, we wrote about it in Clarence Hugh, but it's been elsewhere. Um, a fan at the way in collapsed. Um, I must say the policing wasn't very good. I don't know if you've seen the coshes out and the policing was awful. Heavy handed, the stewarding was bad. I tell you, you think you got it bad at the London Stadium. It's awful at Wembley. Not very organised. We queued for ages. But some fan had, just before kickoff, had a heart attack. Uh, a medic who was a West Ham fan gave him CPR, saved his life. Um, and and he he tracked him down. He found him. His name's um, well, Ian Perry is, is the chap who had a heart attack, and Ian Pierce is the guy who saved his life. So there's a really good, warm family story that West Ham fans together, despite the scummy Spurs fan who just want to pee in cups and throw urine over us. But I don't know if you saw his. He's been ban- life, um, banned for life from from Spurs. Good, he said. It was all a prank gone wrong and he changed it for cider. Do you believe him? No. No. How could it be a prank gone wrong? Well, apparently it's it was all really clever editing. Prank, it? He, he peed into the cup, threw it away, of course, and then replaced it for cider in the stands and threw cider over us instead as a prank. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty much within about sort of 12 hours. His name was out there, wasn't it, everyone? Yeah. These people are very stupid. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, a win's a win. Um, <laughs> Is that your point possession, of view? Thanks for that. Possession. We're on to. We're obviously going to play um, Arsenal at the Emirates. Are you going, John? Uh, I might do. Oh, quarterfinals, yeah, George. How about you? Yeah, I'll come. Yeah, I'm I in. Think we should all go. I'm in. Possession. West Ham only had 39%. Obviously, Spurs then had 61%. West Ham had 10 shots, 7 on target. Spurs had 13 shots, 6 on target. But we won, so who cares? <laughs> so how was it for you then, Sean? Give us your point of view. Uh, you know what? I mean, it, it was good going to Wembley, right? It was it was good atmosphere. Everyone's singing. 4,800 people singing. Uh, we met at the sports bar beforehand. The girlfriend and her family from America were in actually in in the Spurs end, and uh, but they, I put them in like there was loads of seats spare. Um, but it, it was pretty mental. It was one of those away days um, where you know it, it. We just sung even when we went one or two nil down at half time. We were thinking. Ugh. You know, if we go three or four down, do we leave early? We're already talking about that. Um, I I went over and I got in a bit of trouble by taking a photo and publishing the photo of the anti-ball. There was some anti-ball singing, by the way, in the first half. I don't know if you picked that up on the TV. Um, went over, took a picture of a flag that said, Brady Gold Sullivan, thieving, lying, cheats. Um, met a, a person from West Ham, an employee from West Ham, which I I'm, I'm, can't, can't really name, uh, but quite senior. And I, he said, I've asked the stewards to take it down. They refused. Um, and and then second half kicks off. And we just come out from, from you know, from the gecko. We're, we're, we're at it. And I think, I forget what the first goal went in. Was it? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm saying when it was. Was it five minutes after half time started? Yeah, something like that. And we yeah. just went mental, you know. I, I know it was only one consolation goal that it seemed at the time, but but for us it was, you know. I was saying, let's just have some passion. Let's just play with a bit of pride. And we got that goal, and we just we just went crazy. Well, a few minutes later, AU scored his second, and um, you know I was happy then. We went crazy, and 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 you know thrown around. There was beer going everywhere. There was drink going everywhere. There was missiles flying all over the place. Uh, and I said to Nigel next to me and, and the German, and I said, I'm happy now, you know, 2-2, two, two, uh, I'm happy with that. Even if we lose now, we've, we've shown a bit of... Uh, and I just said to Nigel, I said, I fancy AU to get a, a hat-trick. Uh, but I was wrong, <laughs> because it really went mental. Up comes a bonner with that, that header, and, and I have never seen anything like it. The police went mental. They were bringing in people. They didn't know what to do because <laughs> it was just like a party. And, and I, I must admit, and I said to you afterwards, I had a few. When, we, when the final whistle blew, I had a little tear in my eye and goosebumps on, on my arms. And we in your hair. Cold. And we in my hair. And just at the end, you know, the team came over took off their shirts and threw them into the crowd um then a little bit later overcomes uh noble uh with a bonner i think it was and sees us and and it was one of those and i'm not trying to rub it in george but it was one of those magical nights oh, that no. you'll remember for a I long mean, time it, it, obviously it was just obviously very reminiscent of the uh the last tottenham victory in the league cup that we both went to yeah yeah, yeah, very rumin- it felt, rumin- felt like the same as that, you know, it was just sort of 
yeah. was meant to be. I was gutted you couldn't be there because I wanted to enjoy it with you. Oh, thanks, Sean. Yeah, but I hugged your friend instead. Yeah, I'm sure you're all right. And and uh, and a German called AB. Anyway, we'll all go to the next round and hopefully we'll get another we memorable will. result in North London. We, we can have some tears and goosebumps together at the next round. Anyway, nothing else to say but say sure, sure. Let's see what the gaffer has to say. The big change, do you think? The goal key, that first goal? Goals are always keys, you know, like like the goals, they give you energy to the whole team. But also when you consider the goal, it gives them energy, it, it takes you a bit down. <laughs> and that's so. Uh, the key was uh, for us not to concede the third one, but to score a goal. And that's what we've done. And then from that, we build on we had more energy, we had more confidence on the ball. They were a little bit, that brought us into the rhythm. It, it, they went out of the rhythm of the game and once you're out of the rhythm, you can't come back that easy. And we didn't stop. We continued, we continued when we had a possibility to press them. We pressed them when we, have, when we had, the most of the time, we had to go back compact. But in the second half, we were much closer uh, in midfield. Uh, Fernandez and Lanzini which much clo- were much closer to Ali and to Sissoko and uh, those two in particular are always good to burst up to gain space and we had two strikers which 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 blocked their three their three center backs so uh, it was really very very good team performance there's a lot of talk these days about managers losing the dressing room did they show and they're right behind you. Oh, yeah, but, um, you know, I told the guys that, that uh, not uh, after the game, I told them before the game. Uh, yesterday, already we showed, we showed in the training, like, not first 11 that we tried a bit, but the whole team was like full of energy. And basically, as I said in the press conference, we couldn't wait for the game to start after the Brighton game. To be fair, uh, I would hope uh, that uh, the dead Brighton game was was one off. To be fair, uh, where the goals didn't help when we conceded them in the start of the game and then in the last minute or second of the first half. Uh, recently, we we are doing well, apart from that game, of course. So we have we are we are we have energy, we have uh, composure, we have we have the players back from the injuries and all that. So uh, this is uh, this is the standard. Some games you're going to win, some games you're going to lose, but this is the standard of playing and the standard of defending and attacking. What do you think about that then, John? <laughs> well, he, he did. He was talked it right up, didn't he, obviously. But he, he was very quick to point out that they've not achieved anything yet because it's got the Palace game coming up at the weekend and that was just, if not more, important. Oh, I like that you've done your homework. That's really good. <laughs> well, funny you should mention Palace because we had a game against Palace. Well, that's Palace. why I did mention Palace, yes. Uh, on Saturday away, uh, I tried to get tickets, couldn't, because you needed like 11. I think you tried to get, you wanted to go as well to this one, didn't you, George? Yeah, but when they originally went on sale. Um, yeah, me but, too. Yeah, again, it was one that I was, I was actually offered a ticket for it. Um, How were I you? Was, well, you? I was on, on Saturday after the Brighton game, so before the Tottenham thing all happened. Um, and you know, I wasn't in the greatest of moods, and it was 
more money and I had plans that I would have had to cancel and I was just like, actually no going to say yeah. no yeah I know and again at 2-0 two 2-0 nil, two nil up at half time I was like oh no <laughs> made a wrong decision again Nigel was the one who went he was the only one who went because he's got loads of priority points um, we do need to get our priority points up by the way George. that's very difficult though isn't it to get your priority points it up it is there. Yeah, I'll tell you what people way. are doing as well, though. People are buying tickets for everything and then selling them on. Yeah, well, I was going to say, see, you've given it away. I was going to say, we've got to do that, yeah? <laughs> if we're going to get our priority points up. But you've just given it away. I was going right. to say, let's not talk about it, though. Okay. So let's not tell anyone else. Well, no, everyone's just buying the like, Burnley away games and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and then selling them. Selling them, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Nigel went, and we're going to hear from him in a minute. Um, I must admit, right... I was in the New Forest. I was at Bewley Car Museum. So I watched most of the first half. <laughs> but I lost signal for the second half. So I didn't see the abysmal stuff. Although I watched it obviously afterwards. Did you watch it all, John? I did, yes. I did. All right. Let's start with you. Give us a blow-by-blow account on um, first half versus second half. Well, you say a blow-by-blow, you know. I'm you know, I'm, I'm not very good at remembering all the things of blow-by-blow. <laughs> But um, again, it's the way. It's been a lot of talk about, it, isn't there? Because it was the ninety-seventh minute equaliser that everyone remembers. But you know, the first half we did well and we looked good. We weren't, you know, we looked better. We looked a better attitude, better application. But you know, second half, you just kind of knew that you know two nil wasn't going to be always comfortable for us. It never is, is it? Anyway. Two good goals, though, from West Ham. They were, yeah. I mean, you know, again, are you what a blinder that was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think even Hernandez one's worth a mention, that little outside of the foot finish. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, no, it was a a good cutback. I mean, there's a couple of things I didn't quite understand, sure, maybe you can clear up. What happened to Creswell? Was he injured? He got taken off at half-time. I mean, he, he looked to me including the Tottenham game where he was picking up his game a bit and that, that ball across yeah. for Hernandez was the way in a you know decent what? I ball. haven't picked up on that and I, I, I will do some research after this podcast because I don't actually know. You raise a very good point. Well, we and got changed for Masuaku, which I, I think quite understand. Well, it might be tactical. I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask. Um, I mean, it's interesting. Just I'm just going to put the stats in there. West Ham had 44% possession, which probably isn't unusual since we're away from home. The Eagles had 56. <laughs> the interesting point is West Ham had six shots, two on target. So our two shots on target went in. Eagles had 20 <laughs> shots, nine on target. Why are you laughing when I say the word Eagles? Whenever you do these stats, you always use the nickname. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Well, that's right. the same way he calls Hernandez a little pee all the time. <laughs> Don't rise to it. George. I try not to every week, but it just tickles me when it's Eagles, 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 Eagles. Well, I mean, that's not a very good stat, though, Sean, is it, really? Six well, I, I was going to add, right, the way I saw it, and I only saw the first half, I thought we only had like 20, 30 minutes of good play. Um, for the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought, no team was really showing anything. It seemed a bit of a stalemate and no one really had any creative ideas. Um, it was only when, obviously, West Ham got the first and the second. But I, I would say, again, I was watching on my phone, 
uh, in the middle of Bewley Motor Museum. We probably had 20, maximum of 30 minutes good play in the first half. Would you, would you disagree with that, George? I didn't see the first half, so I can't answer that. Oh, well, yeah, I disagree I, with that, I saw George. The second John, half. Right. Well, like I say, we, you know, it, it was better. As I say, it was better because the application was there, the effort scene was there, and we weren't great. You know, we weren't great, but you know, I think the I mean was the the first goal. It was a good bit of play. We had a good interplay, good few passing um, movement, and there was a goal. You know, so it. You, I sort of felt that at half time they're going to go in till new up and sort of think well we're starting to get this together keep it going and then it just sort of went the other way and we just sort of got pushed back pushed back and what Ogbonna I mean the penalty he gave away was a penalty it was just a stupid challenge and then all the way sort of all that effort and all that defensive work that we did we sort of sat back and let them come on to us and didn't really attack and we had a couple of opportunities on the break where, you know, people chose not to take the attack on and just sort of then played it back. And then in the 97th minute, when we needed to do that, they didn't do it, did they? Yeah. I mean, Obonna's Obonna, got to take his... Um, I mean, I've seen the replay. I didn't watch the second half, but I, I've seen the, uh, the, the highlights. Um, he's got to take his responsibility for that. I thought it was really marketing spin to get Obonna to come on the official website today and do a story on it saying how we were unlucky and not mention that he gave away a penalty in any of the interview. I mean... Well, it was a stupid penalty as well. The guy was running yeah. away from him. Townsend was running. It was just... But it was a penalty. And he's, yeah. There's I no argument, well. you know. So it's just annoying. And then and then Antonio, what he was doing... <sighs> but, I, I, but, I, I, but, you know, that's just, again, it's just a stupid thing to do. He's... I don't blame him. I don't want to have a go at him. I don't I mean because he's done. He's been the one positive sort of thing for the last sort of twelve months at this in this team, isn't he? Yeah. So I don't want to start slating him for it. But it I was mean, just some people were blaming Billich and saying maybe he shouldn't. He was in pain and injured, and he was. Um, but you, you probably saw. I mean, the bit I'm going to mention. I'm going to come to George in a minute for the second half. Is the interview afterwards with Joe Hart where he was really emotional. And he called them unprofessional and we can't do this. I mean, I saw real passion from Joe Hart in that interview. Did you, did you both see it? Yeah, I saw that. He he, he was disappointed. I, I don't but doubt I also his passion, saw... though, to be fair. He's always been a passionate player, whatever team he's playing for. I mean, I remember watching him for England and when everyone else was not showing much passion, he was the one kicking the hoardings and shouting at ball boys to get the ball back. And, you know, he's always been good at that. Hmm. But then also saw him give his best performance oh, yeah. in a West Hampshire. Yeah. I think that would probably be something to do with why he was so disappointed because he had such a good game and saved us literally on so many occasions. Well, he saved us. He got us the point at yeah. least, didn't he? Because there's many a time he would other plays other times we would have scored goals. We weren't for him. So you missed the first half, George. I did. I watched. You have something better to do? Um, no, I was actually out already and missed the beginning of the game and came back for the second So you saw the worst. So you missed the two goals, yeah? I missed the two goals. Obviously saw them um, on Twitter as they were going in, but Mm. yeah. So what about the second half? Because I didn't see it. I saw the highlights, which some can be misleading. I think John's gone over it already. We we were quite lacklustre in the second half and giving away stupid penalties and, you know, like 
Joe Hart made a lot of good few good saves in that yeah. second half. Not throughout the whole game really, so could have easily lost that game. And again, I I don't think Billich can be blamed for bringing on Antonio because he didn't look injured to me. He was he was, I thought he was playing really well to be. I didn't quite understand why he did bring him on though. That's what I I don't I didn't understand the Creswell substitution, Sabaleta going off. Yeah. I, I don't I Crazy. see it, unless there's more to it. I don't know. I don't know. It could just be legs, can it? You know, he was doing the job well, until until he gave that ball away. He was the one holding the ball up, and he was the one winning the ball, and he was winning free right, kicks Antonio. in the corner. Yeah. Oh, he's he's incredible. You can't knock him off the ball, can they? But. Yeah. It was just that was the job he was told to do, to do. I imagine would be run at him, keep hold of the ball, and it reminded me of Scaloni. Oh, yeah, it reminded dear. me of. Don't remind me of that. It was Scaloni, yes, but it was, you know, he he's got he's got a natural attacking mind, isn't he? And he obviously saw, I think it was two or three of our players running into the box to get on the end of that cross. So you can say again, why why was anyone running to get on the end of the cross? It's like yeah, yeah. Two things I want to say, last things I want to say about the game. Um, the first one is that losing, uh, as we did, dropping two points, that is 11 points dropped this year um, in the last five minutes. At what point has Slavin Bilic got to take some responsibility? And, and, you know, he must have sat down with the squad and said, we've got to stop conceding in the last five minutes. You'd like to think well, so. Yeah, you'd like to think so. You'd like to think that they're working on it or doing something on it. What are you saying, Sean? Sack Slav? Well, we'll get on to that later. <laughs> um, the other thing is, apparently West Ham, our Opta stat, have got the least running, um, uh, cover the least amount of pitch than any Premier League side this season. I saw that as well, yeah. And that's got to come down to fitness. And if there's one thing I'm going to be a little bit anti-board is, we knew this in the summer. We knew that this 69-year-old handball coach in charge of fitness had to go. So even if they didn't sack Slav in the summer, why didn't they replace some of his fitness people? Because there was these concerns before the summer. Um, Were they worried about undermining him? Why didn't they make a change, at least to his backroom staff, if nothing else? Well... It, I don't know. Are we going to talk about slamming now? Are we? Because you just you you you're still banging on about you should go. And well, I tell you they, what. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're just going to hear from Nigel um, about his views on the two games, and and we'll be right back. So just to say, sure, sure. Let's hear what the Cockney has to say. <laughs> and we welcome all the way from Scotland. <laughs> Okay, the new Nigel. Okay, the new. What are you doing in Scotland? Are you with? Have you met up with uh, Geo um, from Hammers Chat to? Uh... Mm. No, I'm by, I'm by the lovely banks of Loch Lomond. Oh yeah. Having a rest. Yeah. With a family yeah. or? Yeah, with a family. Yeah. Ian Dale, no. <laughs> no, I left him at home. <laughs> so. Um, you went to both games, Nigel, and you're not on the podcast, so I thought I'd give you a little uh, call up and, and ask you. Um, you obviously, we went together to Wembley um, a few days after the euphoria now. Uh, what do you think of the game? 
Um, well, the first half was absolutely dire, wasn't it? We couldn't seem to string anything together. We had no passing to each other. They all looked lost. And then in the second half, we came out and got the one goal. I think that gave us belief. And then we went on from that. Um, get 3-2 get up. Best 15 minutes at Wembley since 1980. <laughs> it was fun, wasn't it? Every um, time. We, we were in block 1-1-3. Four. Four. With, <laughs> with our German friend from West Ham slide dive. What was his name? EB. 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 Or AB, as he called himself. AB. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jürgen. He brought us in there. <laughs> Jürgen. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it was, uh, and, and, and Kev from ITV, the other side, yeah. uh, one of George's mates. Because George had an important meeting, didn't he? He couldn't make he it. He did, yeah, he couldn't make it. But yeah, they yeah. were a magical, yeah. you were right, that was a magical 15 minutes, and, and we were... Um, Showered in beer. We well, we think it was beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was cider now, now for yeah, the first that, time. Well, yeah, yeah, um, But it was, it was... It, it was unbelievable, you know. You got to two, you got to two all, and I said, "Well, they've given it a go. I don't care." And then we got then Bonner gets the the third goal. And we got, I mean, that when it went really crazy. People were diving on each other, etc. Um, the team Locking come people over behind us, ended up three rows in front of us. It was, <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> and the person behind accidentally snatched his seat. I'm sure you saw that as well. Yeah. Um. But it was, uh, and, 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 you know, so that was a great victory, and, but, but it sort of distracted us away from, from the league. Uh, and you've got a little story, didn't you? You bumped into someone on your way home. Who did you bump into? <laughs> yeah, I you love the story, you. Yeah. I bumped into uh, Bill Gardner on the train station at Westminster. So he was I'm lost, wasn't he? Him. Well, he wasn't lost. He just, he, he wanted to get the Victorian. It looked like he was going to the way out rather than the other end of the platform which was the district line so I just made sure he got there that's all yeah I had a little chat with him about Corinthian casuals because his boys played for him yeah do you remember the ICF now uh, I'm too young you know anyone <laughs> under the age of 50 yeah if they say they win the ICF they weren't yeah but you could have been yeah. in the under 5 so maybe I could have been yeah but I weren't yeah. anyway let's move on to uh, Palace because you were the only person who actually went to Palace so Loyal supporter. Uh, who'd you go there with? Uh, I went with the rest of the infirm city firm. Who is? Um, Rename them? Uh, no, we were the secret organisation. Uh, our flag was... It was the, the West Ham Slide Dialogue, let's be honest. Yeah, West Ham Slide Dialogue. I mean, there, actually, there is something I want to say about that. On the way in, with the flag, I was holding it, and we got stopped by a steward. What's that? It's a flag. We want to look at it. What for? Well, we want to see what it says. And it was a West Ham steward. And I'm like, what's he got to do with you? Well, it's it fair enough. You know, each one, you saw what happened at Wembley with the... Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's got, a West Ham steward. What's it got to do with him? Well, because they got, after I took the picture at Wembley... Yeah, and where was we playing? We were playing at Spurs' home ground. And oh, on Saturday? Oh, on Saturday at Selhurst Park, yeah. Right, so what's it got to do with them? They're just trying to make sure the ground regulations are followed oh, and there should be no no um, offensive or discrimination 
um, oh, on the right. facts. Let's, let's, let's see. Is the word Brady offensive? Uh, it is when you put uh, thieving, lying cheats as they did at Wembley. Yeah. Oh, that's not offensive. What did your What did your flag say? In firm city firm. Our colours don't run, neither can we. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so did you get it in or not? Let's, let's yeah. Get, good. Good. Let's talk about the game. Because uh, I was in the New Forest and I only really saw uh, the goals. And, and uh, so I saw the good period where we, we scored the two really good goals. But I, mo- I must admit, I lost signal because I was at Bewley and I lost most of the second half. So... I didn't see the dire stuff. I mean, obviously, I've seen it on replay. What, what, you were there. What was the atmosphere like? What was the game like? The atmosphere was good. I, I mean, the first half sprung into life once we got our two goals. I mean, a fantastic goal by AU. He's obviously picked up where we left off on Wednesday. Um, come out for the second half, you know, we're all confident, can't you? And then... Oh, Bonner, what's he doing? The bloke's running away yeah. from, the, from the goal. And then he brings him down. Individual mistake. Yeah. Gives them a lifeline. You could say, I mean, we didn't have realistically any other chances that I can remember. No, in the no. Second half. I mean, in the first half, it was two, two shots, uh, yeah. two shots on target, two, target. two goals, you know? We, we took every chance, to be fair. And, you know, they knocked on the door. I thought we did okay defensively to hold out. I mean, right at the end, you know, I was frustrated at the end with Antonio. In what what was did. the mood like at the, in the away end? It was, it was, it was disappointing. Disappointment because you're so close. So close to getting a win. Two wins in three days. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, That's um, five points, by the way. Five points we've lost this season in the last five minutes. 11 points in total in 2017. But of losing, is, conceding yeah. goals in the last five minutes that led to a loss of points. Down to individual mistakes. Yeah. Billich can't be blamed for people in the last minute doing what they do. Yeah. Like giving away a penalty at Southampton. Yeah, well, that's my last question for you before I let you get on to uh, putting your kilt back on and eating haggis or whatever uh, you do when you're on holiday. Um, <clears throat> your, your change with one win uh, from Wembley and a, a draw against Palace, does your position change? You said you'd give Slav until Palace. Uh, no, what's your change. position? No, it it don't it, it change. Um, he's he's not fouled yet. It's not looking good though. And I tell you, what, he's still on probation. Yeah, because of the next seven, eight, nine games, there's possibly only ten points to be had, which it, it's not fantastic. If he can get it, ten points, if he can get ten points at next. Seven games, then I think he'll keep his job. I think the big decision to be made will be made around the Arsenal game. Yeah. Or, um, after that, December the 13th, if you're going to bring someone in, you want them into the transfer window. Yeah. I mean, cool. it's tough. one point from Palace and Brighton. Yeah. And when it's you look bad. at it like that, that's not good. That's not good at all. 
Um, when you see we took a point before that out of three games, which are, yeah. we did a poll and most people said seven points, we got two points out of three games. Yeah, that's not, you know, that is... So you're back, really you're back for Saturday game against yes. Liverpool? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your prediction? Um, I think we'll lose, sadly. Oh. I think we'll lose two or three nil. Well, there you go. Nigel Khan, live or pre-recorded from Scotland. Uh, will we have you back, um, so-called, in the studio next Monday, Nigel? I'll be back in the shed. Okay. <laughs> Missing you already. See you, Nigel. Yeah, have a good time. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What do you think about that then, John? I haven't got a clue. I can understand it. I don't understand Cockney. Yeah, no, I know. I don't understand Scottish, but there you go. Uh, so that's Nigel uh, from Scotland. And I'm just going to give a plug. Nigel, uh, before he left from Scotland did a interview with Eddie Bovington, who is a 1964 FA Cup uh, team or medal winner. Um, and we'll be publishing that later this week in, in his um, his series of interviewing fans, uh, sorry, fans, um, former players. Uh, that's the next one. Eddie Bovington, watch out for it later this week. Cool. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, John. Okay, go on then. <laughs> Slavin Bilic. Well, tell me what's happening, Sean, because uh, I don't know. Well, I think it's as simple as this, right? I've talked to people after the senior sources after the Spurs match, and I spoke to them again after the Crystal Palace. We didn't get and his two wins, so he, he got no, one No, he didn't win get his two wins, so. but then that was never a target. I don't know who said said that. It wasn't true. By the way, just last stat. You know, over the last three games, we've got two points over three Premier League games. That's that's obviously not good enough. But the situation, as far as I'm aware, hasn't changed. They do not want to replace him with anyone less in, who who they believe is inferior. They believe there's not enough quality on the market at the moment, and they will not just do a knee-jerk reaction. 
And th I think there is part of it. They don't want to put in a caretaker manager at this time because they're worried about it will be an even bigger mistake. Um, now, some may say they're sort of paralysed in fear. Damned if they do, damned if they don't. But I think there is this limbo at the moment where they just don't know. They're saying, we can't get... And I was told it's really difficult to get the quality mid-season. Look who, who Leicester appointed. You know, I ask you the question, who who do you think that's better than Slav that's available now that we could go out and get? Bearing in mind, we're not going to put in Terry Wesley or anything like that. That's off the, the table. Well, I, you know, you, you, I had a moan last week, didn't I? And I had a bit of a rant, but a calm, realistic mind, you need to realise, you know, I mean, Bilic, he had a great season, didn't he? He had yep. his first great season. Last season, not so good, but there's a lot, I would say, a lot of mitigating circumstances for that. The lot of the, the stadium move, the Payet, the, all of the things that went with that last season, I think you can be forgiven for. Now, this season was the season where him and the board had to get it right. They had to get the transfers right, they had to back him properly, and he had to get everything else right himself. Well, He's 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 just a lame duck manager, isn't he? That the, he's there, his contract's running out at the end of the season. They've got no no real inclination to renew it. Yeah, they've undermined him at every chance, every yeah. opportunity. So he's dead in the water. So yes. there, it's they kind of get what they deserve. And the unfortunate thing is, it affects the us this season's written off. The fans suffer again. Their inability to act and manage the football club properly, albeit that Billich does things that actually you could say maybe he should go because he does this, maybe he does this. But who else do they honestly think is going to come in? If you, We were talking earlier and you were talking about names like Pellegrini and that. Are these managers, these top-end managers, going to look at West Ham? I think we're going to come and well, work for them too. Or them I from. think I told you earlier, Pellegrini, I've just been told today... Um, is on 13 million US dollars a year in China with a five million pound bonus. If but he gets every time targets. we talk about managers, Sean, that's all you throw at us is the money. Well, I tell you, all right, let me tell you, give you an update. I haven't even told you on the WhatsApp group. Ooh, it's a no. For, it's a no for Ronald Koeman as well. Koeman. Well, I'm I'm glad about that. You know so why? No, Too much money. You were spot on. No, you were spot on. What did you say about Koeman? Koeman. Who me? Yeah. Well, he's, he's exactly the same as, or showing to be exactly the same as stuff that everyone said that he's doing wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. It's the opposite. He's Apparently, he's not very well liked by his players. Yeah, that's what and, I'm saying. And uh, he's, um, he's seen as a disciplinarian that actually he gets right up in the nose of... But aren't they uh, saying that about, weren't they saying that about Billich? Because he falls no, out. No, he's Mr. Falls softly, out softly, nicey-nicey. But then, if you got see, if you've got someone like an Alanovic who, who's historically a problematic player in a dressing room, all he's he's got to take no notice of Billich because he's not going to be there next season. You get, you know, the, the way they they're doing it is as if it's a surprise to them that he's losing the dressing room because all you need is a few upstarts, a few little people who think they're bigger, bigger, better than they already are. They take no notice of the manager because they're not getting played. They're not doing this. Um, generate a sour, bitter atmosphere, and you lose a dressing room. Yeah. But you know, they've undermined him so much to the point that he's he's 
they should really just get rid of him because yeah. what they've done to him is, is not going to be of any worth. And the he's fact got that ten more starting, games. I'm going to tell you the the update again. I haven't seen. He's got ten more games turning around. Well, that's just ridiculous. From the two that, to four. Yeah, what does to that this. take us to? Past yeah. Christmas, doesn't it? We've got we've got we haven't got hardly any points from the games where we should have got points from. We've got a run of games coming up against the top three, four. Yeah. You know, we are going to be in a relegation battle this season. Now they need to realistically have had a plan ready for the end of this season who they're going to replace him with. Yeah. They got Billich wasn't their first choice manager when they signed yeah. him in the first Round place. It was their fourth fifth. or fifth. Yeah. So they have got to wake up and realise that they haven't really got a clue what they're doing. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let me put you two in charge for a minute, right? John, you are David Gold and George, you are David Sullivan. Uh, I don't know if that makes me Karen Brady. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, David Gold, a.k.a. John, uh, what are you going to do? Right. We're in this position at the moment. Forget what's gone before. What, what, what do you want to do? We're having a bald meeting. Well, what's your view? Now, I'd say, well, who have we got lined up? Because we knew. Well, I'm asking down. you. You're in charge now, mate. I'm not in charge. I, if I'm David Gold, I'm just a figurehead. I've just thrown some money in. <laughs> so I want to know. I want to know that we we agreed last summer that he was going to run his contract down at the end of the season. Yeah. Who have we lined up for the next season? All right, all right. They, they give you an unlimited. Right. Forget. Who would you bring in as a manager? Ancelotti, unlimited. Okay. Go all and right. get Ancelotti. Um, David Sullivan, aka George. Well, he wouldn't come. He wouldn't come and work for me. AKA George. Hello. Hello. Um, What are you going to do, mate? Uh, I wish I knew. (laughs) I'm going to ask a famous blogging site to do a poll. (laughs) Who would you have? Yeah, can you you do a poll on who who you want? And should we keep Billich? Have you got no names? Are you asking me who I want? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking well, you who you want. Who are you asking, David Sullivan? I'm asking you as David Sullivan. Who cheapest you... option, please. The cheapest option. Yeah. Yeah? What's in it for me? What, for you, David Gold? Oh, that's, that's a bit unfair. This is a bit well, unfair. Well, you gave us the characters um, to play, Sean. I want value for money. I'm not just going to find money. I want value for money. No, I want to make sure. I get. I mean, if someone wants fifteen mil, I'll offer them five. If they keep us up the first season, next level and all that, I'll give them ten. All right. Would any of you have Pardew in? No. Would either of you had Sam Allardyce back? No. He's, he's you, put himself you, forward for Everton. Who are you asking, David Sullivan? Yeah, I'm. I'm asking. No, is you? Would any of you had very read that? Really confusing, Sean. I'm so confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we should move on. All I'm trying to make a point <laughs> is, it's not. There's no easy solution. I'm trying to make the point is, if you run a football club properly, you have contingencies and you know what you're doing. You're crying over spilt that. milk. We are where we I'm are. I'm not crying over spilt milk. It's it's a it's an ongoing situation. They should have a contingency plan for these such thing that's going on now. What and also, the, the the spilt milk puddle's only going to get bigger the longer it goes on. This indecisiveness and yeah. undermining of the of the manager it's only going to get worse. And if they and honestly end up, we're going to end up in January. We're going to be right in the thick of a relegation battle. And no one's going to want to come. And they, and they honestly, if they honestly believe that a manager at the level of Pellegrini and Ancelotti would come and work for them too, 
or three. They're dreaming, aren't they? Absolutely dreaming. So they need to lower their sights, do a bit of research and have a plan in place. My opinion. There you go. And George, John gets the last word. Very unusual. I won't even come back on that one. <laughs> it must be time for this. Yes, it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. I've got time, 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 time. time. Uh, have you got them up, George, or shall I read them out? Um, you go for it, Sean, if you've got them up. Ed Hughes says, against Spurs, we had a horrific 45 minutes and a great 45 minutes. Palace, we were good for 30 minutes in the middle and hung on for the rest. Just look at the stats. Is it really enough to save his job? I'm no happier than after Brighton drubbed us. Can anyone remember when we looked good for a whole entire 90 minutes? Um, Do you I want can't. me to read the next one, Sean? Yeah. I can't remember the last time <laughs> we looked good for 90 minutes, no. No, it's, it's it's a good point. But we've discussed the manager, so... Yeah. No. I remember before the Brighton game, Dad, I think I said to you, I'm looking forward, I just want a solid performance, a, a whole game where we just look confident and assured and, and look how that turned out. So, well, yeah, I agree with you, Ed. We haven't done it. I can't remember the last time we dominated a game. No, I don't think it was even last season, really, was it? No. Like Definitely I mean, not at home. Yeah, last... Yeah, we haven't, how many goals have we seen? We had this question, didn't we? Down our yeah. end of the ground, Sean. How many None goals down have our we seen? End. In the new uh, Paul, Paul Coles adds to Ed Hughes's comment saying, can't even be asked ranting anymore, so what he said. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, there is going to yeah. be a point where there's no point doing any of this anymore because it's going to be the same stuff. What he said. Taffy Wallback says, just watched the highlights on Match of the Day and not surprised that much, to f- not surprised that much to find us as the second game on and everyone on there having a Crystal Palace loving. Also, why... Why didn't anyone foul? I think it was Townsend that led up to the equaliser. I don't understand that. Uh, Toby Fisher says, score predictions for Liverpool game on Saturday. I'm hoping we continue to score goals and we grab at least a draw. I'm, I'm going to go confident and say we're going to win 3-0 on Saturday and have a really good performance. All right, OK. We, we, talk, we give our predictions in the correct place in the running order. Well, why not? Why not, Sean? I predict right. now we're going to draw one all. I'll go for a 2-0 loss. Oh. Lee Peathers says, at what point do the board trigger Article P45 and save our season? Village has also already lost the players and the fans. Now, has he lost the fans? Um, or just some of the fans? I think he's lost the majority of the fans. What do you think? I don't... I'm not sure he's lost the players. I think he's lost some players and the majority of the fans. I think people like Sacco hasn't got any time for him and I think some of the other players... Well, Sacco's done now after that thing he did, wasn't he? It's a shame, but there you go. Well, he's still got... He got some game time on uh, Saturday. No, he didn't. I didn't. Did he not? No. No. I, I thought I heard Sacco came on. 
Oh, um, I know. I was listening. It must have been. I heard because because it was breaking up. It was Sacco from um, Crystal Palace, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't come on. But they probably said something about him because Tomkins played because he didn't play. Ah, actually, oh. Tomkins was a bit, wasn't he? Did Sacco from um, Palace not come on as a substitute then? No. Okay. I wouldn't I really remember. Mistaken. If it did, to be fair, and um, just. Just a shout to all our listeners to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash more just a podcast and see our, our new and improved Facebook header featuring Shedman. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Nigel liked that picture. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that's about us this week, isn't it? That is us. Um, we've got no predictions to do because we've just already done them. So what What about... um? Yeah, nice one, nice one, Toby. Yeah, well, we're a bit lost in what to do. Oh, how do we finish the podcast? Sean, sure, what about all the stuff that, all the stuff about the ground and the LADC and all that? Is that out there now, or? Is that uh, not... yeah, I've been upsetting lots of people during the week. Um, uh, I, 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 Ooh, I don't know how much I can say it. about it. I, I, oh, save I'm, it. Save it for another don't day. Worry about it. I'll save it for another day. Okay. Uh, lots to say. Lots going on at the London Stadium. Lots more to come. It's a, a fun, fun, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like a EastEnders, isn't it? It's just like it's, so as we say on Clarence you, it's a story that keeps on giving. Absolutely. It's like Dream Team. Anyway, um, Manchester United. I have been here. George has been um, here as well. And John has been in my loft. And Nigel has not been in the shed. He's been He's in, in Scotland. Scotland. Ach, no. That's it. Bye. Come on, you guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 